You're waking up with Pat and Tom. New Country 105.1. Country in the Park. Be sold out by Valentine's Day. Midland will be there. Will you? Get your tickets, KNCIFM.com. I'm going to give you four different places in the high temperature today, and let's see if you can put them in order. Okay. Okay? Everybody can play along. Uh, Philadelphia, Cincinnati, Chicago, and Mars. <laughs> Here are your four highs today. Six, minus 12, 32, and 20. The minus 12 is Chicago. Yes. Okay. 30, um, what are you with you? What, 30, I would say Philadelphia. 32 is Philadelphia. Okay. That's good. Is six Mars? Six is Cincinnati. Mars will be 20 today. <laughs> Mars, wow. high today on Mars, 20. High today in Chicago, minus 12. Currently on Mars, it's 4. Currently in Chicago, <laughs> minus 19 with a wind chill of minus 50. What? Minus 50. It is so cold in Chicago right now. They say if you go outside for more than four minutes, you will get frostbite. They were, they were warning people who wear contact lenses, don't go outside because your contacts will freeze to your corneas. Not they might. They will freeze to your... Ew! Disney on Ice was canceled in Chicago. But that wasn't had anything to do with Why two no, people couldn't still, get there. It's still kind of funny. And then uh, we have a buddy, matter of fact, used to work at the station years ago, Street Posse Steve. He moved to Minneapolis a couple years ago, and I just texted him uh, last night and said, how you holding up? He sent me a picture of his dashboard thermometer. It was minus 19 as he was driving oh, home. Well, that's currently what it is in Chicago, although Mars has everybody beat for the overnight low. Minus 153. <laughs> okay, wow. Bundle up, everybody. Hey, real quick, before we get back to the big question, shout out to three-year-old Victor, who's going in for surgery this morning, and he's being super brave about it. And once he's done and all better, he gets to go to Disneyland and meet his main man, Mickey Mouse. Nice. His main mouse. You're going to be fine, Victor. Everything is going to be cool, and, and you're going to be better. Send us a picture from Disneyland. Yeah, with Mickey's you. waiting on you, yeah. Victor. All right, back to your big question for the mega tickets. Florida man mistakes blank for opioids. Angie from Grass Valley, what do you think? Uh, is it laxative? Yeah. Peter Emery stole what he thought was uh, oxycodone from a lockbox, but they weren't. They were Equate gentle laxatives. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Thank you, Peter. <laughs> now, the good stuff with Pat and Tom. When the computers at your work go down and the system's not working, how do you handle it? What do you do? Well, this happened at a Hannaford, New Hampshire supermarket. And the lines kept getting longer, and the manager was told after he called in that it would take at least an hour for the system to, to work. So these people are standing around, and that's when the manager called an audible. The last thing we wanted was for our customers to be waiting for the hour that it was going to take for that to come back up. So we kind of made the decision to just let those folks have the groceries that they had selected and be on their way. Didn't have to pay for a thing. Cost the store over $5,000 to give away all those groceries to over 50 people in line because they knew they didn't want them waiting. They didn't need the bad PR. And one customer said, Hannaford just took the, the worst shopping experience I've ever had and made it into one of the best. One of the best? When are you going to go to the grocery store, load up your cart, and get to walk out without paying? That just doesn't happen. No, I mean, I wish it happened to me, but... That's such a great example of awesome customer service. I guess the manager uh, said also that uh, our first chance 
is our best chance to make it right for customers. And that's the, you always say it, Pat. You know, it's not the mistake, it's how you fix it. And that's not a mistake that we had, they had any control over. Correct. Right. But still, all those people were in line, and for them to go and do that, here we are talking about it all the way out on the West Coast. And now they've got all the PR. Absolutely I'm right. Drive there and shop this weekend. Puppy Bowl 15 is happening on Sunday. You got the Super Bowl happening, uh, what time's the game start? Five? Three? Something I think like it's that. 3.30 or 3.45. Okay. That would make sense. All right. Uh, I should know that. Puppy Bowl, yeah. <laughs> since you're doing the, the party, <laughs> yeah, the big game party. party. Yeah. The Puppy Bowl starts at noon on Animal Planet, and this year there are 53 puppies total. Uh, two teams, Team Fluff, Team Ruff. This year's Team Fluff. <laughs> so cute. Going to feature two special needs puppies. Bumble Aww. is hearing impaired, and Will only has three legs. The halftime show, they're going all out. This year, it's nothing but kittens chasing laser lights. Spectators include baby sloths, baby porcupines, and three baby kangaroos as cheerleaders. All puppies and kittens will be up for adoption from the shelter that they come from. And each puppy and kitten comes from, I think, a different shelter across the, the country. Yeah, it's like an all-star shelter game. It, it kind of, yes, that's exactly <laughs> it. Think about it. And it goes on for, I, th- I think, the whole thing. It lasts six hours. There's all the pageantry and, you know, the, the pregame and the postgame and everything in between. And it's just, it's going to be spectacular. I'm not going to lie. I find the Puppy Bowl to be kind of boring. It's like one of those things that you watch for like five minutes and you're like, oh, and then you're like, okay, I'm good. Moving well, then on. then maybe you can switch over to Dr. Pimple Popper. They're doing a six-hour marathon. Perfect. What, Patrick? <laughs> no, I like the Puppy Bowl when they added, like, the, the water dish cam from down below, and you could see him, like, getting drinks. So that, that was a nice little twist to it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but yeah. beyond that, what do you want? It's just right. a bunch of cute dogs running around. Yeah, again, five minutes, and you're good. I said kind of like how I feel like this year's Super Bowl. <laughs> Country 105.1. Patty Tom's Hot Nashville Minute. The internet never fails. A Reddit thread about relationship advice revealed not everyone is a fan of Florida George Line. One user told the story of the time his girlfriend cold cocked him for intentionally annoying her by playing one of their songs. He wrote, long story short, my girlfriend only likes old country music, so to get on her nerves, I snuck up behind her the other day, hit the play button on an FGL song, and she threw a hard backhand at me and broke my nose. She was thinking it would hit me in the chest or arm, but I crouched down to sneak up on her, so it hit me square in my nose and broke it. And he's sharing his story because he's nervous that this is a red flag. He knows it was an accident, but he was like a hard hit over a song. What should no, I if you if you do? even like her and she can beat you up, you marry that girl. <laughs> That's Pat's advice. This story is a little like the time the late Kevin Sharp told us about his friend's truck getting broken into, and the only thing the, the, the only thing that the thief didn't take was the Kevin Sharp CD. That's right. Scotty McCreary posted a picture of his truck on Twitter yesterday because he came home, found it had been broken into, but nothing was taken. Scotty said, just want to apologize to whoever did this. You really picked the wrong country singer's truck to break into. I got nothing for you. That is, unless you're a big fan of Elvis or the Oh Brother, Where Art Thou soundtrack. Where Art Thou soundtrack. Oh, man. <laughs> That's funny. In the picture on the seat of the truck is an Elvis CD and the Oh Brother, Where Art Thou soundtrack. <laughs> they didn't even take it? <laughs> <laughs> Broke in and took nothing. You know, when a song reaches top of the charts, it's great for the artist, but really to the rest of it, it's like, okay, what else you got? Except when you promise to do something to pay that off. Like Dirk Bentley said, if Burning Man hits number one, I'm climbing a mountain. What's up, y'all? It's Dirk's at the top of a mountain here in Banff. I thought this would be a good place to say thank you for getting Burning Man to the top of the charts. It really means a lot to me. Thank you, guys. Failure. We've all been there. And sometimes you need that to succeed. In fact, a new survey says... 
In order to be really successful and appreciate that success, you have to almost fail at it. And at more times than not, yeah. that is your fuel to be successful. And the reason we bring this up is this. We saw a tweet yesterday from a friend of ours about her son, who is in fourth grade. We'll leave the names out of it, but this is what the tweet said. When your son, who dreams to play for the Kings one day, is the only one cut from his school team, you read a Michael Jordan story. You hold back the tears, and you love him hard. Then she put hashtag perseverance. And then she goes on to say that even though he was... And again, this is a fourth grader. I don't know why they're cutting in fourth grade, but that's beside the point. This kid, the next day, he went and congratulated all of his buddies who did make the team. Oh, my God. That's the heart of a champion right there. And he still wants to play. He still has the desire. This is a conversation that his mother had with him the day after he got cut. I didn't get fixed on the basketball team. And what did we read? Michael Jordan didn't get picked, and I, um, then I went home and I wanted to play basketball. And then when he went home, he wanted to play basketball. So it's a weird connection that I feel like we have. Wow. <laughs> a weird connection. Wow. He is wise beyond his years, isn't he? That is something maybe a high school kid would say. But uh, at oh. age 10, you're the only one cut from your fourth grade basketball team. Actually, I think it was like fourth grade, but nonetheless... He still has a desire to play, and he still is is a big enough person to go to the other people who made it and yeah. say, hey, nice job, congratulations. And you hope this doesn't dampen his spirit in any way and that he wants to continue to play. And that's kind of why we're, we're bringing it up this morning. We want to show him. His name is Anthony. And, Anthony, this is Pat. I just want to say to you, in case you're listening right now, I have the distinction, and I may be the only person in America to carry this flag. I have the distinction of being cut from my college baseball and basketball teams in the same week. Thank you and good night. Wow. That definitely has you beat. Is there yeah. some kind of medal for that? That's what I thought. Or a hug. And at no point in time did I go up and congratulate everybody who made it. <laughs> Which I probably should have done. Anthony, you're already Thank a bigger man than that. Yeah. That's right. Some learned here. Cody, what about you? I was cut from the middle school cheerleading team. I didn't make it the first year, and that was two different seasons, but I kept at it, went back again the next year. And I ended up having my varsity jacket by the time I was a sophomore in high school. So yeah. by keeping at it, it obviously worked out for me. And, yeah. you know, that's the message here. And that's the I was I was cut my senior year in high school from basketball, which is my favorite sport. I absolutely I was devastated. And and here's here's the support group I had. This is why I'm still friends with my, my buddies from high school. The guys that made the team, they still wanted me to be a part of the team. So they arranged that I would be the announcer for all the, the games that season. And it was the first time I ever got in front of a microphone. And in a weird way, that's where it led. If I hadn't done that, if I hadn't swallowed my pride, because I almost didn't do it because I was so embarrassed and just, you know, disappointed. Yeah. Uh, but I went ahead and did it, and I'm not sure I would be here now with you guys. Aww. So I'm sorry. <laughs> Fourth grade son of a friend of ours was cut from his high school basketball team. Uh, high school, his his school basketball he's team. He's 10 years old. Yeah, he's 10 years old. Um, and we want to let him know that it ain't the end of the world. So we asked on Facebook for stories of how you overcame adversity. And one of them came from uh, a buddy of ours who works down the hall. His name is Kyle. And he said, I used to weigh 300 pounds. That wasn't awesome. And it was adversity of my own making, but I lost a bunch of weight, and I learned a whole lot about myself and what I'm capable of, both physically and mentally. Yeah. I remember early on when my son Lucas, who went to Christian Brothers, he was a freshman and a, a baseball player, and I remember the varsity coach having a conversation with him saying, I want to see what these kids are made of, how they react when adversity shows up. 
that was important to him. And I think it's important to a lot of coaches and potential employers. Like when things start to go bad, how do you handle it? Absolutely. And Sarah, I God, I just I've known we have all known Sarah. She's one of our most dedicated listeners. We see her at events, and I had no idea. And her story, check this out. You want to talk about taking adversity and using that as fuel to get better and succeed? She says, I'm OCD. I also have Asperger's syndrome. Plus, starting at the age of eight, anxiety issues. Many people told me I wasn't going to amount to anything. I graduated high school, graduated college with an AA in liberal arts, an AS in computer applications, and a BS in communication studies. I've been working for the state for almost 14 years, and I live on my own, which is more than a lot of folks with Asperger's or other forms of autism are able to do. Having Asperger's and OCD has also taught me compassion and empathy for others. Every time someone has said to me, you can't do it, I've gone right out and done it. Never underestimate somebody with talents and capabilities that are a little bit different than yours. And I, I love that story. That echoes what uh, Tanya said. She was um, she was nonverbal until the age of five in junior high school. She was told by a teacher that she would never graduate high school because she was so bad at English and, and spelling. She went on to graduate from UCD with a degree in history, taught high school history here in California, English to elementary kids in South Korea. And she says, and this is this is the crux of it right here, setbacks can make us stronger or they can break us. It's up to us which one happens. Super Bowl is um, this Sunday. There is a big game party that Cody is hosting at the Fieldhouse. Mm-hmm. Do you have lots of prizes and surprises? Yes, I do. Right and I think for, for many people, it's like, Okay, we know the New England Patriots are great, but, you know, enough already. And then the Rams. Here's one thing. What? I was thinking about this. Tom Brady is a Bay Area guy. He's a Northern California guy. Is even, he? Yeah. I don't even think I knew that. And He's a Bay Area pretty boy. You you kind of forget about that. And in a way, it's, it's like... I kind of local. I can't stand the guy, but at the same time, you want to root for the local dude, don't you? No. Then after this, uh, the Rams have a team custodian. I guess most teams do. And it's a guy that makes minimum wage. His name is Alfonso Garcia. He's been with them all year. And he's got a little boy who's maybe eight or nine. And so... Brandon Cooks of the Rams called him into the office yesterday, and he thought he was in trouble initially. Because you're part of... Oh, wait, where'd it go? Wow, I didn't yeah. know he was also a voice guy. That's pretty cool. Apparently. No, no, no. Here you are. Oh, man, I'm like, oh, this is going On behalf of the team and organization, we would love to invite you and your son, Josh. Uh, round trip, Super Bowl, uh, come hang out with us. You, you, you mean so much to us, and you're special what you do around here. And we thank you for that, and we'd love for you to join us. And this is uh, two tickets to the bowl. Oh my God! Big time I'm for you and your son. Absolutely. It's a dream come yes, true, man. Absolutely. Oh my God! Thank you, everybody. Oh my God! Is this real? So now you got to surprise your son now. And to have this and be with you guys. Yeah. And at that point, the video cuts off because he's crying. Uh, I'm crying. That's so sweet. Forget Tom Brady. Go Rams. Yeah. Well, it's been Go Rams. Pat and Tom. New Country 105.1.